Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 6th of November, the 310th day of 2023, leaving us a synchronous 55 days, less than two months, to work with on our way to 2024. Yesterday, some of us were thinking about Guy Fawkes Day and the English folk verse that runs, Remember, remember the 5th of November of gunpowder, treason, and plot. We know of no reason why gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Discovered just after midnight on the 5th of November, 1605, in possession of a slow match and a watch in company of many barrels of gunpowder hidden under piles of firewood and coal, Guy Fox was subsequently arrested, tried the following January, 1606, found guilty, dragged to the tower, hanged, and quartered. Yesterday was also our annual Fall Behind Day, returning to Eastern Standard Time from our previous several months ticking away on Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Some see this winding the clock back as a bonus hour of sleep. Some see it as the compensation for the sacrifice made in spring when we sprang ahead or otherwise lost an hour. Loss was definitely an important local theme this past weekend when U.S. President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden flew to Maine to pay their respects to the families and friends of the victims of the shootings less than a week and a half ago in Lewiston. Bangor Daily News reporter Michael Shepard wrote recently that these types of visits have become a somber routine for Biden. Though the article mentions only one other instance, that of Biden's visit last year in the wake of the shootings in Uvalde, Texas. An Associated Press report, however, is also cited wherein a crowd of roughly 100 people near a Uvalde church that Biden visited were chanting, Do something! To which President Biden answered, We will, as he got into his vehicle. For sure, we in Maine will be a long time engaged in the effort not only of wondering how best to cope with the aftermath of the Lewiston massacre, but also of asking ourselves when we will reorganize our priorities in such a way as to preclude another such horrific event. Heavenward, we had the last quarter moon yesterday, and the remaining waning crescent moon will distract us somewhat from seeing the Taurid and the Leonid meteor showers this week, but expect to be surprised as the Taurids radiate from the star cluster Pleiades near the bright star Aldebaran and the Leonids from the constellation Leo the Lion near the bright stars Denebola and Regulus. Today in 1528, shipwrecked Spanish conquistador Alvar Nunez Cabeza de Vaca became the first known European to set foot in Texas. Today in 1860, Republican Abraham Lincoln was elected the 16th President of the United States of America. Today in 1861, Jefferson Davis was elected to a six-year term as the United States Confederate President. Today in 1917, the Bolshevik Revolution began with the bombardment of the Winter Palace in Petrograd. Today, in 1947, NBC's Meet the Press debuted to eventually become the United States' longest-running TV show.
Today in 1956, the Netherlands and Spain withdrew from the Olympics in protest against Soviet actions in the Hungarian Revolution. Today in 1991, Russian President Boris Yeltsin outlawed the Communist Party. Today in 1995, Israel buried Yitzhak Rabin, who had been assassinated by Jewish extremist Yigal Amir, who opposed peace with Palestinians. Today in 1987, a record 19 black female judicial candidates were elected in Harris County, Texas, after campaigning together under the banner Black Girl Magic. Today in Pasadena, Pasadena, California in 1946, Sally Margaret Field was born to character actress Maggie Field, who early on enabled her young daughter to pursue an acting career, which included Sally outshining her classmates in high school drama classes and, at 17, landing the starring role in the television series Gidget, which led to a second starring role, that one in the quirky television series the Flying Nun. Along the way, at age 20, Sally developed bulimia, saying, Everybody then was twiggy, except me. I felt immensely unattractive. With three years of intense and effective effort, however, she overcame the disorder and went on in 1979 to win an Academy Award for Best Actress in the film Norma Ray, and in 1984, an Academy Award for Best Actress in Places of the Heart. Today is also the birthday in 1494 of Ottoman Sultan Suleiman the Magnificent, in 1558 of English dramatist Thomas Kidd, in 1746 of African-American abolitionist Absalom Jones, in 1851 of first Wall Street Journal editor and Dow Jones co-founder Charles Dow, in 1854 of American composer John Philip Sousa, in 1861 of Canadian-American inventor of basketball James Nesmith, in 1901 of American actress Juanita Hall, in 1903 of American actress June Marlowe, in 1904 of American actress Selena Royale, in 1916 of American band leader Ray Conniff, in 1931 of German-American film director Mike Nichols, in 1939 of American civil rights activist Michael Schwerner, in 1948 of American guitarist and singer-songwriter Glenn Fry. In 1954, of American journalist Catherine Cryer. In 1955, of American newscaster Maria Shriver. In 1957, of American actress Laurie Singer and of Irish actress and singer Siobhan McCarthy. In 1968, of American actress Kelly Rutherford. In 1970, of American actor Ethan Hawke. And in 1988, of American actress Emma Stone. And here's a quick mention about WERU's current membership drive, during which you can easily become a member, a sustainer, a supporter, or any combination of the above by visiting our website at weru.org or calling the office at 207-469-6600. Please do what you can to keep this unique radio station viable and valuable to the community. It has served locally, regionally, nationally, and internationally for more than three decades. From our own domain, I'm R.W. Westella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the seventh official week of autumn and to the 44th week of 2023.